Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Good, you look good. You say that all the time. You I'm smell good? Maybe you don't even mean it anymore. No, I don't. <clears throat> Actually, you smell like fire, because we had a little bit of a fire pit tonight. We did. We toasted some marshmallows. A lovely fall day here in New England. It felt very fall-like, yes. You know what? I can't wait for summer. I know. The days are getting shorter, and that's what makes me sad. Thursday will be the last night in New York City until March 13th of 2021 that the sun is out after 7 p.m. Isn't that depressing? It's so depressing. Unless you like winter, in which case that's good news. But that's not winter. It's fall. It's fall that takes away our light. It is. Winter gives it back. Slowly. Yeah. Begrudgingly gives it back. <laughs> right. All right. Um, so one of the good things about fall is Halloween. And they have put out on the Disney Parks blog a special Halloween at Disney page to celebrate the season. That's right. They are launching their spooktacular treat, uh, the Every Halloween Everything Halloween page on the Disney Parks blog. Uh, so this page is going to find all of the Halloween stories, including updates from the resort and Disney from Walt Disney World Resort and destinations around the world, as well as uh, Halloween themed Disney magic moments and other surprises. You'll also get pictures of uh, merchandise, food, and characters in their Halloween finest. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Um, There is a new Disney Editions book that has been released, and it seems like, uh, what's it featuring, the monorail? It is. It's the uh, new book called The Disney Monorail, Imagining Imagineering a Highway in the Sky. It is by Jeff Curdy, uh, who's done a lot of the, authored a lot of the Disney books, Vanessa Hunt and Paul Wolski. Um, so it's a story of the monorail all the way from Disneyland in the fifties through, uh, you know, today and the current versions that they're running and why the monorail is so appealing. There's lots of art, there's lots of concept pictures. Uh, so it looks like a a pretty fun book. Okay. Um, the Wonderground Gallery, which is located in downtown Disney in California, is now selling Galaxy's Edge merchandise. That's right. Effective immediately. Uh, the Wonderground, Wonderground Gallery presents Star Wars Trading Post. Opened earlier today, and it has merchandise from Galaxy's Edge, which includes lightsabers, pre-built droids, creatures, Jedi robes, holocrons, plush toys, and even some first-order cargo. So with the parks not being open, they've got to find some way to move merchandise in California. Yeah. Yep. Stuff's just sitting there. Yep. Um, also in California, the California Attractions and Parks Association um, is petitioning the governor of California to please open the theme parks. Who knew that there even was a California Attractions and Parks Association? Uh, but there is, and the association represents Disneyland, Universal Studios Hollywood, Six Flags Magic Mountain, SeaWorld San Diego, Knott's Berry Farm, Legoland, California, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, and California's Great America, which is in Northern California. Um, so their executive director, Aaron Guerrero, uh, has called on California's Governor Newsom uh, to step things up so that they can open their doors in a responsible manner and get residents back to work and tourists into the area. Um, since this news broke earlier today, the city of Anaheim has also joined in the call uh, for Gov- Governor Newsom and the state of California to provide guidelines to safely and responsibly open the park. Um, 
Mike Leister, who is a spokesperson for the city of Anaheim, has said that Anaheim is facing a $100 million deficit tied to the resort area and the lack of guests uh, visiting or not visiting. Yeah, California, it's time. Right? I mean, we're conservative here, and I like that we've been conservative here in Connecticut, but uh, yeah, no, it's time. Right. Kappa and the theme parks put together proposed guidelines back in April that included masks, social distancing, increased sanitation, contactless payment, reduced capacity, and employee training. Uh, but the governor's office has moved not one inch uh, on, on any type of reopening effort. It's odd. It is. Um, in Florida, permits have been filed for the refurbishment of Big Thunder Mountain. I didn't think, I mean... Big Thunder Mountain doesn't seem like it needs any refurbishments. It doesn't. The last big refurb was in, in that attraction was 2013 when they added the interactive queue, um, which I can't believe it's been seven years already. But apparently what they are going to be adding is the explosive finale uh, that was added in the Disneyland version of the ride in 2014 and the Disneyland Paris version of the ride in 2016. Uh, so the sequence projects uses projection mapping effects to show dynamite exploding throughout the cavern, and then in one massive fog-filled explosion, you head into the final drop. Hmm. It's interesting that they're going to put some more money into something that already is a very successful ride. I mean, given that it wasn't um, COVID time, and if the parks were at the capacity that they had been previously, right. I think that would make total sense. But right now, it's kind of odd that they're going to put some money into something that, you know, still is one of the top attractions in the Magic Kingdom. Right. Well, whatever the reason was, uh, this refurbishment was originally supposed to take place in 2020, uh, be completed by the summer of 2020. Then it was decided that it would be completed in time for the 50th anniversary. Uh, you know, like everything else, COVID kind of derailed that. And uh, they're, they're moving forward with it. It's, you know, luckily it's not on that list of uh, uh, projects that needed to be cut so they could save their $700 million. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was small enough that it just made sense to continue doing it. It's going to be a bit of a sad 50th anniversary. It was supposed to be such a big deal, but I, I think it's going to be pretty low-key. Who knows what will happen by October? I know. This October? Next, next October. Next October, October of next year. Yeah. All right, um, this Sunday, the Animal Kingdom Park hours are extended an extra hour to 6 p.m. Yeah, who knows why. Uh, the park hours are normally post-COVID 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., but on Sunday, September 20th, 20th uh, the Animal Kingdom will close at 6 p.m. It's the only park that's going to close that way uh, an hour later, and no one knows why. Now, for the start of the holiday season... Beginning November 6th, the Magic Kingdom will be open an extra hour in the evenings. Uh, and then later in November, of course, we, we spoke about this previously, the Epcot will be moving to a noon opening and 8 p.m. closing. Which is the same number of hours, just pushing everything back right. by an hour. Yep. All right. Um, in Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance is now loading only one of two transports. Uh, is that related to COVID? No, it's uh, for some reason where they people transfer into the prisoner transport there's normally two prisoner transports waiting um but now there's one it's it's just another part of the uh, seems like the technical issues with this ride um very very odd that things just don't seem to be working right i don't know if we're ever going to get on this ride uh, you know what let them work everything out if it takes a, at this point if it takes a year i'm still not going to get on it no we're looking now at going in december our governor just um, 
change some of the rules about traveling to um, high-risk states, uh, where previously when we came back, we had to quarantine for 14 days. While that is still what is recommended, we do have the option of getting a COVID test when we return so that we don't have to, as long as it's negative, so that we don't have to quarantine for the for that those 14 days. So we think we're going to be booking a trip for early, very early December. Um, so that's, you know, Could kind of exciting. exciting. And we're hoping to get in um, Rise of the Resistance, but good Lord, I don't know if it'll happen. At this rate, who knows? I know. Um, so when we finally do get to the parks, uh, it is not an option to go maskless, as um, a gentleman who was in Hollywood Studios uh, found out the hard way. That's right. This morning, an unnamed man was escorted from the parks by uniformed and ununiformed security. Um, he was not wearing a mask. And as he was leaving, he misquoted, uh, was screaming quotes from A Bug's Life, uh, essentially trying to start a mask rebellion, uh, <laughs> stating that uh, if, if one guy stands up, one ant stands up. Remember Hopper? <laughs> So he was close to what the what they were saying, but it was nowhere near what the intention of, of well, the speech, of, of what Flick's speech was. Um, so this guy wanted people to rebel. He then said, I'm not crazy. I have a wife and two kids. <laughs> that um, might be exactly what makes you crazy. In my case, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, very funny. I, you know, Hopefully this doesn't get him a lifetime ban. I don't know. It seems like a lifetime ban kind of thing. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think this warrants a lifetime ban. You, you know? have to be taken out of the parks for not complying with a rule. Oh, he wasn't taken; he was escorted. He's not like the crazy guy that climbed the uh, pyramid in Mexico that one time. Are you getting oh. us footage of the guy? Yeah, that was that was footage of on? him. Uh, I just Yelling. accidentally clicked on. It. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to edit that out too? Yeah. No. No. We're going to leave no, that in. We don't. We don't edit the show. Oh no! No been a bit of a rough go so far. That's right. All right. Um, Disney Cruise Line news. Um, they have canceled cruises now through December 6th. And it looks like that's uh, departure dates through uh, December 6th. So all sailings are canceled for the Magic through December 12th, for the Wonder through December 11th, for the Dream through December 11th, and the Fantasy through December 6th. Uh, any guests that had their pay, cruise paid in full will be given 125% cruise credit to be used on a future cruise before May 31st of 2022 or can request a full refund. Alrighty. So things just, I don't know, cruise Not line. happening for the cruise lines. No. Uh, to be expected. Um, the CDC has lifted some international restrictions. What does that mean for uh, Disney? That means that, inter well, I don't know what it means specifically for Disney, but what it means for international travelers okay but this is a disney podcast so what does it mean for disney does it, what does it mean as far as international travelers coming to disney world say it means that international travelers who arrive in the united states will no longer be screened for covid19 automatically because out of the 675,000 who have come into this point less than 15 have tested positive hmm. so the cdc is saying that symptom-based screening has limited effectiveness uh, acknowledging that passengers could pass the testing and continue to spread the disease while being uh, spread the virus while being asymptomatic. So the CDC is going to shift to more effective mitigation efforts that focus on the individual passenger. Um, so up until this point, uh, international arrivals could only come into 15 specific airports. Um, now they can come into any uh, 
uh, any airport that has international arrivals, which opens up Orlando once again to international flights. So what does that mean? That means that international travelers will be headed back to Orlando. No! Yes. Stay out. And that applies both to international travelers and U.S. citizens returning to the country. Well, they're okay, but I was kind of hoping that the crowds of international travels, travelers would stay away from Disney World for a little while, at least until we get there. Right. Um, all right, let's go into Disney Plus news. Um, a trailer has been released for The Mandalorian Season 2. Yep, it's another season of Mando and the Child. Uh, really? Mando? Is that Mando. what it's called? That's one of his nicknames. Uh, and their journey together, um, you know, as they say, this is the way. Um, some fun scenes in the trailer. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, we're, we're going to see some sand people and uh, a bantha. Also some Gamorrean uh, gladiators. Uh, and it looks to be a little bit of comedy. Um, so fun times. Mandalorian season two debuting October 30th on Disney+. Plus. Right, Are we going to get you to watch season one at some point? I don't know. I mean, you know, the thing with me is you have to sort of sit on the couch and just like put it on and then maybe I'll get sucked in. Sounds like I know what I'm doing tonight. I don't know about tonight. All right. Um, Disney, this is very exciting, has launched a beta test for streaming parties in Canada. Yeah, exactly what Cheryl said. Um, they now have a social feature called Group Watch which allows up to six Disney Plus accounts to gather in a synchronized viewing party where they can play, pause, fast forward, and rewind together. Um, the interactions between the group is going to initially be limited to sharing emojis with each other. I, we were just talking about this a little while ago, and I love this idea. I would be super excited if they could find a way to work in sort of like a Zoom session like mm -hmm. into it. So that you could have um, other people that you're watching with sort of up in the corner. Even if it's just voices, even if they could just get like, um, you know, if you were to speak, that it almost like speaks over the movie. Just as if you were sitting in a room with somebody else. Right. So like if you comment on something in the movie that it's out loud. Then I'd have movie. to shush you the whole time. Yeah, but that would be fine. That's part of the deal, right? Okay. Anyway, either but way, I think it's, I think that would be really fun if they could... Um, bring that to us in the um, in, in the, the U.S. Here, here in the also. U.K.? Did you almost say U.K.? No, I was going to say the United States, and then I'm like, wait, am I supposed to say America? And then I'm like, no, America also includes um, Canada and Mexico and South America, so it's not really America. It is the U.S., so I went back to that. Okay. Now you get the full explanation. So the group watch test right now is available for The Mandalorian, Hamilton, and classic animated films. Uh, the feature is supported across all of Disney Plus streaming apps on TVs, mobile phones, computers, or tablets. Um, other services have started something like this. Amazon Prime Video is beta testing its own technology called Watch Party in the U.S. And a third-party app called Netflix Party um, exploded in the early days of COVID-19, which inspired other companies to create their own official versions. Yeah, I mean, I'd really love to see this before the winter. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot. It's, it's hard to get together with people. Now we're doing it a lot of outside um, get togethers, but it's right. going to get too cold for that really, really soon. So I'm hoping that there's something in place where we can still interact with our friends and family. All right. Um, so Disney Plus is going to be celebrating Mickey's birthday with a new animated short series. That's right. Mickey's birthday on November 18th. 
will debut on Disney Plus, The Wonderful, Wor Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. These are going to be a, a series of 27-minute short films with comedy, modern settings, timeless stories, new music, and the classic art style of the Mickey Mouse shorts. Uh, these classic character, these series is going to include classic character cameos and stories inspired by the lands in Disney parks. Um, these, the new Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts premiered on the Disney Channel in 2013 and ran for five seasons for 96 ep episodes. They uh, gathered uh, several primetime Emmy Awards, daytime Emmy Awards, and Annie Awards, and inspired the first Mickey Mouse attraction at Hollywood Studios, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, there are going to be 10 new shorts. Two are going to premiere every Friday starting November 27th. Ten shorts will premiere this year with an additional ten shorts premiering in the summer of 2021. Okay. Um, and then last in our Disney Plus news, well, sort of, um, Disney Plus has launched in eight more countries across Europe. What are the eight? That's right. If you uh, can't get enough Disney Plus, you can now visit uh, there's watch Disney Plus in Portugal, Norway, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Iceland, Belgium, and Luxembourg. All right. So right now, uh, Disney has officially surpassed 60.5 million paid subscribers globally. Um, and you can the territories that are now served by Disney Plus include Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, the Channel Islands, France, Germany, Iceland, India, Indonesia, Ireland, Isle of Man, Italy, Japan, Monaco, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Puerto Rico, Spain, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, and the United States right. of America. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and so they, they get Disney Plus in China, which means that they can watch Mulan, um, but the Chinese reviewers apparently have not liked it. Yeah, it, uh, it was not the financial success uh, that Disney was hoping for. Um, and Chinese uh, audiences have said that while it is a depiction of Mulan, which is a Chinese, I don't know, fairy tale, fable okay. story, um, that this version is wooden and, and just it's too Disneyfied. So, well, yeah, um, it is a Disney movie. But this was supposed to be one of the reasons that they held off on releasing it because they wanted to release it in China because of the numbers uh, in China and how many, you know, what they thought it would bring in from the financial end. And it only made, I think, 45 or 46,000, uh, 46 million dollars last week. 46,000, that'd be rough. It would be. <laughs> All right. Um, Black Widow, the movie that we've been waiting quite a while for, um, may get a new release date. And it's possible that Soul is going to come directly to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's a rumor. Um, Disney is denying it. Uh, but uh, there is talk of moving Black Widow from its November uh, November 6th release date. Um, that comes on the heels of Warner Brothers announcing that Wonder Woman will debut in late December instead of early October. So all sorts of movies, uh, uh, studios have pushed what were supposed to be their summer releases that, that then got pushed into the fall. Trying they're they're now pushing them releases. into the winter. Mm -hmm. uh, so Wonder Woman moved to December. Uh, Greenland, which is the Gerard Butler thriller, has been moved out of uh, September. Candyman was pushed into 2021. Right now, that makes the uh, first major release of the year, uh, James Bond sequel, No Time to Die, on November 20th. Um, so, you know... Oh my gosh, I'll be in line for tickets. Right. I we, would just like to see some half-decent movie that's new in the theaters. Right. So we, we don't know. And, you know, on top of that, 
Soul is scheduled now to be released on November 20th, but uh, that may, you know, as we said, might move to Disney+. Plus. All right. Um, the Oriental Land Company, which owns which Disney parks? The owner, owner and operator of the Tokyo Disney Resort. Okay. They have said that they are going to slash bonuses by 75%, and they have urged performers to relocate or retire. Yeah, 70% uh, slash in bonuses for 4,000 of the company's full-time and part-time employees. Uh, And then contracted dancers from entertainment programs are being given the choice to transition to other departments or receive severance payout upon retirement. Uh, About 1,000 contracted employers are subject to those uh, offers. Okay. Um, Universal Orlando has announced daytime haunted houses for this weekend. Kind of exciting if you're a fan of Halloween Horror Nights. Um, they are going to do a uh, what's called the Halloween Seasonal Experience Testing. Uh, this weekend, there are going to be two houses that are open. The first one is Universal Monsters, Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Um, and then the other one is Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. Uh, both houses will utilize the official Universal Resort app's virtual line system. Uh, so you can do that through your smartphone. Uh, if you're a Premier Pass holder, there you have a preview on September 18th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. It will require reservations to uh, to attend. And then besides the houses, Universal is also allowing guests to visit in costume. Uh, they must be family-friendly, and there must be no masks, no posing for pictures, or signing autographs. Okay. And kids can uh, uh, trick-or-treat. Oh, that's good. All right, a guest was injured on a water slide at Universal's Volcano Bay. And um, after looking into it and filing with the courts, I guess, it's been decided that they can sue for damages, um, according to the Florida courts. That's right. A New York tourist broke his neck last year on uh, Volcano Bay's uh, Punga Falls, I think was the ride. Punga Racers, I'm sorry. Um, And because of this case, uh, this was, you know, we did a story last month about how they had to re-engineer the water slide because it, People were exiting too fast and getting injured. And breaking their necks. <laughs> oh, well, this guy broke his neck. I'm not sure that anyone else did. Uh, but this, it was because of this, the original case uh, that they unearthed the internal records that showed that the slide had a history of injury and that the engineers uh, acknowledged that the there wasn't enough time to slow down safely because the length of the, slides, uh, length of the slide wasn't long enough. Um, so a judge has ruled that this, co- this case could move forward. Um, because uh, they were negligent uh, and uh, possibly grossly negligent. Um, the, you know, the Universal had knowledge that the ride was dangerous, and uh, they refused to, they didn't want to spend money to make the ride safe or, or, or shut it down. I don't know, it's interesting. It seems like the decision's already been made. It sounds like the people already won. Like, what's the trial for, just to see how much money they get? Pretty much. <laughs> All right. Um, Universal's parks, it seems, are at about 25% capacity. Was that just reported? Yeah, the Comcast CEO was talking about uh, the theme parks on a talk on Tuesday. Uh, and he said that at Orlando and Japan, which are the only two Universal parks that are open right now, the crowds are at approximately 25% capacity. He does believe that the theme parks will business will rebound in the future. However, um, now is not the time for them to invest in the theme parks. They're in slowing down their investments of the theme parks, but he does want them to come back, and he believes that they'll come back. Um, so, you know, this has a lot to do with the fact that they are uh, stopping work on their new park, Epic Universe, 
uh, they don't know when they're going to start building the park, um, but they had, you know, started initial work on it. Um, but according to their CEO, now is not the time to do stuff like that. No, I'm going to have to agree with them. Um, SeaWorld would have to agree with them too. They just had to lay off uh, 1,900 more employees. That's right. 1,900 furlough, furloughed employees permanently lost their jobs uh, at SeaWorld's three Orlando properties, according to a state notice. Um, SeaWorld did reopen in June with a limited capacity of 30 to 35% of their uh, attendance. Um, so they had initially furloughed 95% of their workforce during the pandemic. But on September 4th, they said they were going to lay off more furloughed employees who hadn't been called back to work yet. Uh, the actual number is 1,896 employees, uh, and they reach across SeaWorld Orlando or Aquatica Orlando and Discovery Cove. All right. Um, and two new roller coasters that were set to open this past spring in SeaWorld and Busch Gardens have been pushed to the spring of 2021. That's right. Busch Gardens Tampa Bay was going to be opening... Uh, a new roller coaster called Iron Gwazi, and then in SeaWorld Orlando, the Icebreaker was going to be opening up. Well, they are now scheduled to open in the spring of next year, um, between the month of between mid March and mid June. Uh, Iron Gwazi is a 206 foot tall hybrid coaster. It has a steel track with wood supports and will go up to 76 miles an hour with one drop that is a 91 degree vertical drop. It is being billed as North America's tallest and world's fastest and steepest hybrid coaster. Uh, on the other hand, SeaWorld's uh, Icebreaker is a more family-friendly attraction, which goes forward and backwards and reaches speeds of 52 miles an hour on a 90-second trip. Nice. Yeah, so you got that to look forward to if we ever get back down there. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? That's all I have. Sorry. All right, well, you still smell good. Thank you. And uh, until Friday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.